Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Did you know that according to the Bible, fasting increases the measure of grace that God imparts to us? Grace is God's favor, His power, and His divine influence. And being obedient to fast actually increases these amazing attributes of grace in the life of the believer. But why? This is something hard for us to understand. And we could spend all day talking about this topic, but I think the simplest way to break this down is that it all comes down to humility. Because you see, for starters, fasting is not an option. For the true believer. Jesus never said, if you fast. He said, when you fast. And then gave instructions on how to do it. And equates its importance in the life of a believer to prayer. As surely as you know that you must pray, you must also obey to fast when he calls you to do so. But why? Because he said to. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, he said this, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites are, for they are of a sad countenance. But thou, when thou fast, anoint thy head and wash thy face. Now understand that the word hypocrite in the context of the culture was the word for actor. So he was saying that there were those of the religious establishments who put on a performance when they fasted. They wanted the applause and accolades of men. They wanted people to either feel sorry for them or to glorify them that they were being so holy and so righteous. Jesus said, this is not okay. That is actually their only reward that they're going to get for doing this is the attention of men. But you, if you will do it, if you will do it in power and in secret to the best of your ability then he will reward you openly. It will have great power in the kingdom. Now, does that mean that every fast has to be a secret? I don't think so because the scripture very clearly gives importance to corporate fasting, but it has to be called of the Holy Spirit. And I don't think that it's ever something that should be forced on people. It always has to come from a place of faith and of willingness that God has called them to it and they have chosen to do it. Because if not, then where is the humility and the faith in that? But nevertheless, when he calls you personally and privately, don't make a show of it. But again, Looking at this, there are so many layers and facets to fasting. Fasting is such a perfect picture of the relationship, reality, and function of faith, works, and grace. God says to fast. It's not something that you think you can do or that you even want to, but in faith, you humble yourself and obey. And in doing so, you choose to turn away from the food 
Turning away is the actual definition of the word repentance. When we are called to repent of sin, God is calling us to turn away from it. So when we choose to fast because the Lord has told us to do this impossible thing that we know we do not have the strength to do in and of ourselves, but in faith we choose to obey, we then have to choose to turn away from the food. And when we do that, it is in that moment that God sends his grace to empower us us to do the work or the function that we could not do in and of ourselves. And I can tell you from personal experience that when you choose to obey, when God calls you to fast, he will send his grace and you will have more strength and more health and more ability, not only to hear and to function spiritually, but also physically. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 says this, the words of Jesus in his wilderness, in his time of temptation, after fasting for 40 days, when there was bread placed before him by Satan, who said, eat this thing, don't you want it? Trying to tempt him to be moved by the lust of his flesh, to come out of obedience and agreement to the instruction and leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus answers him this, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This gives us great revelation that not only was Jesus obeying God by fasting, but that it was increasing his ability to hear. And this I can tell you, my friend, also from experience that when you fast, your spiritual ears will be so tuned and so clear because as the flesh is subdued, the spirit is strengthened. Plus, it takes away a lot of the distractions that are pulling you. And it reminds us what it really means to hunger and thirst for righteousness. That that pull that food once had ought to be the level of strength that the pull of the Holy Spirit is given in our everyday lives. If we eat three times a day, ought we not to at least give that much time to God? in worship, in prayer, in the word, in his presence, feasting on the bread of life. In James chapter 4, verse 6, we're told that God gives more grace to the humble. However, what many do not realize is that this responsibility falls on the individual God is no respecter of persons. We all have equal opportunity. The scripture tells us continually, humble thyself. If you are willing to humble yourself, then he is willing to pour out more grace. And one of the main reasons for this, I believe, is because that he knows he can trust you with it. He cannot trust the power and the resources of the kingdom of heaven to the selfish, the prideful, the hard-hearted, the self-willed. No, he's going to entrust it to the humble that submit it, those that listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Even when they don't want to, because let's face it, whoever really wants to fast, right? Our flesh doesn't like that. But when we realize how much it does for the Spirit and for others, because that it amplifies our prayer life, we understand that from the example that Daniel gives us in the scriptures. Then humility and selflessness ought to drive us to desire it. 
more than our own selfishness tries to drive us to ignore our need for it. We have to humble ourselves. God won't do it. He will never do for us what he commands us to do for ourselves. We are in a partnership with him. The word covenant, the very nature of covenant is a partnership. It's a partnership. Now, our part is very limited compared to God's part, but we do have parts to play in it. There are responsibilities, and one of these is our responsibility to humble ourselves. God won't do it for us. Now, if we are finding it hard to do so, And we ask him, he will, in his great mercy, provide opportunity to help us in that he will allow us to go into humiliating situations. But at that point, it is still our choice to either humble our heart or to harden it in the face of it. But understanding this, then we have to come to this reality that we can actually have as much grace as we want. If we want it enough to humble ourselves for it by choosing to obey God in faith, to pick up our cross, to follow him and to believe that he is able to get us through any wilderness that he leads us into. If you want to grow in grace, as we are instructed to do in second Peter chapter three, verse 18, then you must humble your flesh by disciplining it. Or as the Apostle Paul said, by, quote, putting it into subjection. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, he said this, But I keep my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, even after that I, Paul, have preached to all of you, that I myself might be cast away. You see, Paul understood that it was a continual thing to keep the body in subjection, to feed your spirit and strengthen it daily, and to keep telling the flesh no. And that's part of what fasting does. It's not starving the flesh physically as much as it is starving it spiritually by putting it into subjection, by disciplining, by learning to tell your lust and desires and selfish needs and wants no in faith, that there is a greater work to be done. That everything in this life is temporary and that we're actually living for the one to come. My friend, rather you realize this or not, and I think that you do because I think it's inherent in every man's heart and understanding that faith is choice. Because faith is not just believing, as James tells us, faith is actually trusting in God and in his words. Cut down the tree of knowledge in your heart. You don't have to understand everything. In fact, you can't comprehend the king of kings. The complexity of God's plans, which span whole dispensations. We just got to trust what he says. Do our part in the covenant. and Let him use us however he sees fit. Rather, he calls us to Stages and platforms and evangelism or prayer and fasting and intercession. Oh, Holy Spirit, come and rule and reign and have your way in and through us and fulfill your purposes. Let us follow after the example of Jesus and do only what you tell us.
not what the enemy tempts us. No matter how big and important or small and thankless. To be pleasing to our king and humble obedience ought be reward enough for those who claim to love Jesus. Yes, faith is a choice. You must choose whom you will serve. God or the flesh, which is actually yourself, your own will, what you want, what you think, what you feel. To choose God over self, you must humble yourself. God will not do it for you, though he will give you the grace to do it if you choose to trust him and take that step. But he won't force it. God does not humble men while they live. Yes, he may humiliate in his mercy in an effort to break your pride. But even then, you must choose to either become humbled or hardened by the humiliation. Because all of scripture makes it very clear that you must choose to humble yourself. You must choose to stop trusting in self, in flesh, in the things of the carnal world, and put your faith, which encompasses trust, hope, and submission, into Jesus. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says this, the words of God, that if my people, if my people, not the sinners, if the people of God, which are called by my name, the Christians, those who call themselves by his name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will I forgive their sins and will I heal their land. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, we read this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Fasting is one of the ways that we do this. It's not the only one, but it is very important. Fasting is, by definition in Scripture, a humbling. It's not something that the flesh wants to do. It is an act of submission, of sacrifice, of obedience, of faith, of selflessness, and of love. It mortifies the flesh. It baffles the logic. It rejects self-will and bows to God's. It is in every way an act of faith that once stepped out in is completed only by God's grace, which then builds your faith in his grace for greater things yet to come for those who truly believe in and live by every word. That he says, James chapter 4 verse 10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. David said in Psalms chapter 35 verse 13, I humbled my soul with fasting. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotion. It's the part of you that says what I want, what I think, and what I feel. David says this is humbled by the act of fasting. Your self-will is crucified by obeying something that God says to do that makes no sense to you. 
in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, it says that Jesus said this unto them, because of your unbelief, could you not cast this spirit out? For verily I say unto you that if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. The disciples were asking Jesus about a spirit, a demon, that they could not cast out of someone. And Jesus talks about casting this thing, this mountain, into the sea. In fact, in scripture, when it talked about casting out this mountain or this tree, it always talked about deliverance casting out powers and principalities. Jesus said that some of these things will not go except but by prayer and fasting. So I don't care what kind of theology you want to create. The Lord God Almighty himself says that there are some things that will not be overcome unless you are willing to humble your own logic and start fasting. And once you try it, you can't deny it. Things will start to happen. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.